0: Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory.
1: Hello everybody, this is Gregory and welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. I hope you're doing well today. Did you see my boy Senator Ted Cruz flying to Cancun with his family? Now he's getting a lot of blowback. <laughs> It reminds me of Gavin Newsom when he went to the French Laundry, a really pricey restaurant over in the uh, Napa Valley when he had locked the entire state down. These politicians, man, go to that episode we did on the Great Collusion. They don't give a damn about us. They get corrupted so easily. I think we talk about it in the episode on the one thing we can do to save this country, term limits. Either way, today I'm going to read a review, and I always tell you guys, post a review. I got a review recently, and I want to read this. This is from Madam2378. Day after V-day in both my behavior and that of my wife were spot on predicted by Gregory. I spent money to avoid verbal and emotional punishment that would typically be dealt later in the day by my wife. She was happy to be able to show off a, quote, loving, close quote, husband to her coworkers and feel a sense of superiority to them. Later, though, she was unappreciative, unavailable, and went so far as to say, quote, I know you want to be intimate, but I don't want to be touched, close quote. Unfortunately, I'm caught in a marriage where I don't want to lose my kids or half my assets, and it's a slow descent. Despite this, Gregory has been a great voice that has helped my understanding of what is happening and slowly preparing myself and assets for the best possible outcome. Best possible outcome, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's uh, the slow descent. I mean, I used to call it how you're just in the third quarter of an NBA game and you're just waiting for the time to run out. That That's when you're in one of these moribund, horrible marriages. That's how you feel. Then I got another one from Rapid Root. I've been listening to Gregory for the past few months, and all I can say is he is spot on with his content. I'm a 22-year-old, and I'm so glad I found the content going my own way will result in a much more fulfilling and focused life. Thank you for all your help, Gregory. So guys, if you want your review to be read, post a review. Uh, 22-year-old, God, oh man, to go back to that age. So many mistakes we we middle-aged men make. We don't want to be in that situation. Man, if I was 22, so many different things. So God bless you, man. This is why we're here, man. This is why we're here. We are a cautionary tale. Pay 50% to child support. Come on, I'm a cautionary tale. Don't be me, don't be me. Go back in time. And with the first review, brother, I feel you, man. That's a lot of men feel that way. They're in a moribund relationship. They don't know how to get out. The woman disrespects them. And the biggest way, next to verbal raging, is a sexless marriage. So today we're gonna talk about sexless marriage. Why they go sexless. There's a lot of reasons. And I don't want to paint a broad, broad, broad brush, but I will because there are women who like to F and you can be with these women for 20, 25 years and they still like to F. So I don't want to say all women become this or use sex as a weapon or sex as extortion, but it's very common. I mean, there's jokes about this all over the place. Do you want to get married? Why are you going to get married? You're going to stop having sex. And then the newlywed doesn't get it. The newlywed man's like, what? But I was supposed to get more sex. What? But what do we know, though? No matter what, the big M is coming. First, you go post wall. Now you're dealing with the, uh, you know, the schlubby, overweight, middle aged women. But eventually, at 50, 48, depending on her her family history, she's going to hit menopause and at that point we just did that episode at the female holistic health apothecary bioidentical hormones for menopause they have to get on bioidentical hormones not just because uh, it'll make them maybe still want to have sex but it's good for their health but they're gonna hit menopause this is why i tell you men if you're gonna marry you have to marry a woman significantly younger unfortunately a lot of you guys married your, your college sweetheart high school sweetheart and you're the same age and that can be okay until you get in your 40s. Because in your 40s, you still want to F. And if F, of course, stands for frolic. You want to frolic. But in the mid-40s, she's like, no. Stores closed for business forever. And what are you supposed to do? This is why infidelity rates are so high for men in their 40s. And infidelity rates are the highest for women in their 20s. You notice how both of them are at their peak sexual market value. Go to that episode. It's about episode 180 where I, where I break down infidelity by race, political ideology, age, and so forth. All right, so. Let's talk about women before menopause. But ultimately, this is what's going to happen to all of them. If you look at two 55-year-old, a man and a woman, the man's almost always going to look better, and the man's going to still want to have sex. We lose testosterone 1% uh, starting around age 30, 35, but we still have it, especially if you're biohacking like I talked about in the previous episode. So a 55-year-old man still wants to have sex, but he's with the 55-year-old woman, doesn't want to have sex because unlike women, we... Dissipate our our sex hormones. Women, it just hits one day. I mean, they have perimenopause, but it just hits one day. (laughs) Estrogen's gone, progesterone's gone, testosterone's gone. She turns into grandma. So again, guys, if you're gonna marry, you have to marry younger because your libidos line up. You got to marry younger. Okay, so let's talk about women. Let's say a forty year old. Now, statistically, 40% of marriages are sexless, as defined as having sex one time a month or less. Why is this? Because you're thinking, well, Gregory, you know, when I married her, we were dating, she was banging me all the time. It was sore. She almost broke it a couple of times. And we know the Einstein quote, a man marries a woman, and spends the rest of the marriage wondering what happened to that woman. So at the beginning, it's a bunch of things. She is excited about the relationship. You might be validating her. You might be practicing Captain save You know, every relationship's different, but she is happy about it. And that's going to lend to the romance and excitement in her loving you. And so when a woman loves you, especially early on, she's going to want to demonstrate that with sex. Okay? So, I mean, that's, that's understandable. Almost everybody at the beginning of a relationship is getting a lot of sex. Hence, you get into the relationship. How many men are going to get into a relationship where you're barely getting sex at the beginning? Only incels and sims. But most men, they're like, yeah, this is great. And then we think it's going to last forever. But you don't understand women. Women use sex as a tool to ensnare the man. It's a tool at their disposal. And it's a double-edged sword because the more partners a woman has, we know higher rate of pair bonding problems, higher rate of infidelity, higher rate of mental health problems, and so forth. But that's their only tool. I mean, let's be real. Every conversation you can have with a woman, you can have a better conversation with a man, more often than not. So really, what do women bring? The golden pea. Let's be real. Kids, your desire to have kids in the golden pea. TFM has that old saying, right? If you have a dog, a waifu, which I don't necessarily agree, but a dog, a waifu, good friends, good family, you don't need a woman. I'm not necessarily ascribing to that because that's more of a radical view. But if you take away the golden pea, you know, you, you, you kind of see things differently. The golden pea and the desire to have children. So they will use sex to get you in. Plus, they like sex at the beginning. But they love differently. They fundamentally love differently. And look, sex for men is a way to show their love. We show our love through sex. Men use a third of the less vocabulary than a woman does in a typical day. You know, women just... We don't really show it, especially the old John Wayne men, you know, the old Mandalorian men, the quiet men. So we don't want to show vulnerability. Go to that episode. You shouldn't express vulnerability because it's going to be used against you at the end of the relationship. But we're not necessarily being good at in touch with our feelings. So when a man comes onto a woman, sometimes it's just, you know, sexual release, post-nut clarity, whatever you want to call it. But sometimes that's how we show our love. Women don't show their love the same way. And women don't understand that's how men show their love. So when a man comes onto a woman, She's, you just want me. You just want to masturbate inside me. Blah, 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 blah. No, it's like this is how we show our love. Men show love through sex. So women, you need to understand that. So what happens? (sighs) Marriages go sexless pretty much because of, of her mistake of projecting qualities she wants you to have at the beginning. Qualities that you might have a little, qualities you might not have at all. But she projects these, oh, he's handsome and romantic and ambitious and he's got status. And look, we know at the beginning of a relationship, both men and women only see the assets. If you look at an asset liability ledger, it's all assets, no liabilities. Because you don't see the red flags, the addictions and all these things because they're hiding it. Both men and women hide it. So all you see is what you want to see, which is the rose-colored spectacles at the beginning of a relationship. And then the longer you're in that relationship, the assets go away. Familiarity breeds contempt, right? And then the liabilities go up because the longer you're with them, you start realizing, oh, you know, she's neurotic or she's controlling or she's reactive or he's he's a compulsive gambler, you know, whatever it is. And so when you hit that breaking point where the woman becomes disillusioned because you either let her down. Or she projected these expectations, or both. Then the sex starts to go away. Now we'll continue this in a second, but let's go back to babies. So lots of times when kids have, ba- when women have babies, we don't want kids to have babies. When women have babies, that's their prime imperative, right? And and we're not going to go all cynical. See, she wants to breed with you so she can get twenty percent of your income forever. I remember. Now we're not necessarily saying that, but what we're saying is once they have a kid. And they got the marriage contract. They have all the leverage. And now you are at their whim, their caprice. But what happens sometimes with women is after they have kids, they go through postpartum. And it's interesting because postpartum, tea break, or as they would say in England, postnatal. Postpartum was something that you didn't really see as much of. it. I really see it more in the last 10 years. And I don't know if it's because women are less religious or women are... Just more on social media. I don't know what it is. You could say it's all hormonal, but I don't know. I mean, it's the same hormones, theoretically, as there were 100 years ago. And I'm not saying there wasn't postpartum 100 years ago. But I'm saying this is, a lot of women change after they have a kid. Their hormones go out of whack. Uh, clearly, they don't feel that sexual th- th- after having the kid because uh, their hormones change and they have to nurse the baby and they're awake all the time. And then you come on to them and they're like, what are you doing? I've been awake all night. You know, and you have to be somewhat sensitive to that. But she needs to be somewhat sensitive to you. Men show their love through sex. If a man wants to have sex with you, it should be flattering because, ladies, believe me, there's going to be a time where your man isn't going to want to touch you. So you should be happy that he wants to touch you. And look, I get it. You might be nursing or whatever, but there's ways that you can help him, help him, Right? 1 Corinthians 7, a man surrenders his body to his woman. A woman surrenders her body to her man. So if you stick to to biblical norms, when the man wants it, you give it to him. When the woman wants it, you give it to her. This is what it leads to. That whole discourse in 1 Corinthians 7 is brilliant. Because what does he say? If you don't give each other sex, you're going to be more prone to sin and the temptations of the flesh and the temptations of Satan. You guys can agree to periods of no sex because of prayer, only prayer. But it's not good. It's not good for you to withhold sex from each other. But women, feminists, and even tradcons, cons, they, they don't get this. Now, there are women, of course, that do get it, and they will give it to you whenever you want. There women are like, yeah, I know I'm supposed to wait eight weeks until I have sex with you after giving birth, but I'll give it to you after three weeks. Just be gentle, right? Because they, they understand men, and they understand men are simple to please. Just empty the prostate. Man has an empty prostate. He's a happy man. And then double double benefit, just don't nag and don't yell at him. Men are so easy to please. And even men will tolerate the rager and all that if he's got an empty prostate. And women, it's just like women are so much more complicated. And this leads to why they don't want to have sex later on. But men are so easy. I mean, we are cavemen. It's so easy to please us. So just, you know, I know you might not be in the mood, but you might get in the mood once you start. But understand you do it for him because you also do it for the marriage. So that can be a thing. So she has kids, couple of kids, and then after that, for whatever reason, the hormones are out of whack. And, and this happens, man. A woman starts raging. She never really raged before. The woman's crying all the time. She's never done that before. And it goes on for years. And then the sex never comes back. Right? One of the big things why, why, mari- why, why sex dries up is the man fails shit tests so at the beginning she sees him as more alpha than he really is and then throughout the marriage as is typical the alpha man becomes beta right? the, one of the reasons she liked you is because you were in a rock band you were alpha and all the women wanted you and then she's like okay you got to give up your rock band and get a real job because we need money so the guy grudgingly gives up the rock band job uh to get a real job and then now he's working and now she doesn't find him as attractive because he's just a normal office dude Right? But this is what you want. And then you get that, you're not around enough. You're not attending to my needs. Or you're around too much. You're not working enough. <laughs> you can't make them happy. But this is the thing. So as the woman is with you, if she smells even a little that you are not manning up and maintaining your masculinity, the shit test will roll out. And when the shit tests roll out, they start very subtle. But you have to pass them all. You have to pass them all because what she's doing is making sure That you're still masculine enough, because deep down this is all Paleolithic wiring. She needs to make sure that if there's a real threat, like a saber-toothed tiger or a beta male who wants to rape her or whatever, that you will fend off those things. So with the little shit tests, she wants you to pass them. But so many men cower, right? I want to please my woman. I want to make her nice all the time. I don't want her fighting with me. So they placate, placate. placate. And so for a little while... She's like, oh, that's great, thanks. But deep down, she's like, this guy's a wuss. And now she's disillusioned. And so what a woman has is realization that she's with a beta. Remember, women rather share an alpha than be saddled with a beta. When they realize they're with a man that was a beta, it may be a man that was always a beta, right? She's projecting expectations and traits that you might not have ever had. And you could have told her early on, hey, I'm not that ambitious, or hey, I'm not this charismatic. Oh, no, no, yeah, you are, yeah, you are. But now when she hits the, 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 the breaking point where now she's disillusioned, she realizes she's saddled with a, quote, a beta, close quote, and you're not passing the shit test, why would she be sexually attracted to you? And this is what women will say. If I'm not sexually attracted to the man, I'm not going to want to sleep with him. And I get that. I understand that. And this is partly the man's fault because the man was not maintaining his masculinity and putting it in her place. So now she's like, I'm not attracted to this dude. And and sometimes it has nothing to do with you being out of shape. Well, we know women forsake looks and physical build for other qualities, namely money and status. So it's not necessarily that you got out of shape. It's just if they don't respect you, they're not going to want to open their legs. So then you have the man who's frustrated because he's coming on his woman. His woman says, no, not now, not now, not now. And he's frustrated. So that's going to make him more likely to watch the porn which isn't good, you know, I, I'm past episodes talk about how porn is a blight on America. And then she's upset, but she doesn't necessarily communicate it to him that he's not being the man she expected him to be. Go to the second part of that Einstein quote. A woman marries a man and it tries to change the man into the man she wants him to be. Both are inevitably disappointed. So she wants to change you. You're not changing, and then she realizes, oh, I'm with this guy. And then women use sex as a tool, but also women need some sort of arousal to get into the mood. And if they feel that they're with a man who isn't a man, they're not going to want to have sex. And the whole idea about the number one way to get a woman to open her legs is through her imagination and and through all these things is somewhat true. Men, wind turns us on, right? We're like, we're ready to go. Let's go. Women, no, it's, you know, it's just like the genitalia. It's so much more of a subtle apparatus down there. And so, look, it's a problem. The other thing is that women will do, once they don't respect you, they they hit that breaking point, the tipping point, I should say, then it's sex is extortion. So if you clean the garage, then maybe I'll give you sex. If you dot, 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 once sex becomes that, you're in trouble. Or it's scheduled once a week, then you're in trouble. Or, oh, we went to the restaurant. I saw you looking at her. Yes, you were looking at her. I was like, what are you talking about? It's on your head I wasn't looking at anybody. No sex for two weeks. How many of you men can relate to what I'm telling you? Look, some of you guys are like, well, Gregory, what about her? What about her? Now she's 45 and fat. I don't even want to have sex with her. We're in a sexist marriage because I don't find her attractive. I get that. Look, men... You know, hopefully kids aren't listening to this. Men need to get an erection, an erection to want to have sex, right? So it's like women can kind of suck it up and be the human starfish. But if a man is next to a woman and he cannot get hard, because we need to get the physical stimulus to get hard, right? The act does not occur unless the man can get hard. And then that's a telltale sign that uh, that's the problem. So, I mean, the man needs to find the woman attractive, so, you know, I've always I've always said this. Part of the vow should be, like, we're both going to be in shape the best we can for the rest of our life. And if you don't, you're breaking the vow. Because lots of times you see this with women, but you see it with men, too. But you see it with women who are like, yeah, I got married. Now I can let go. Now I can eat all I want, have kids, and gain 80 pounds. And he's never going to leave me. Ha, ha, ha. Either way, it's frustrating. What do you do when you're in a sexless marriage? Now, the old man, the man of the 1940s and 1960s, he wouldn't tolerate any of this because they were actually still masculine. So he'd be like, woman, I don't care what you want. You know, we, you know what's going to happen. <laughs> Most men today won't do that. And also, beep, 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 one phone call away. Now, would your wife call the cops on you for forcing coitus on her? Most wouldn't. Even today, I don't think most would. But there's always that option. There's always that chance. I wasn't in the mood and he took me. And there's some laws. and There's some states that have the marital rape laws still. Uh, And there's a lot of feminists who are trying to put those laws in every state. But back in the day, there was no such law. It's like when a man wanted it, he got it. She wasn't in the mood, oh well. Now look, I'm not necessarily condoning that. I'm just telling you that kind of harkens back to the biblical understanding of sexuality. But we are in an anti-Christian, post-Christian world, right? So, uh, you know, you you bring up 1 Corinthians 7, they're like, whoa, 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 what's the Bible? I mean, they haven't read it in 20 years. So guys, look, it's frustrating. What can you do about it? Well, you you can sit her down talk to her, go to counseling. We know marriages that go to counseling always end in failure most of the time. But you can sit her down and say, I need sex. I mean, I know dudes who haven't had sex for for years. 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 Or like twice a year. And it's human starfish. But that's it. And they're like, "I,", I t- she knows I want it, but because she knows I want it, she won't give it to me. From the female perspective, normally it's because she doesn't respect you anymore. So early in the marriage, you got to pass these shit tests and you got to put her in her place and you have to make sure that she respects you. Now, again, there's the mindset of you can't make a woman happy. There's that meme, right? How to make a man happy, four things. How to make a woman happy, 140 things. And you're just navigating this this land, this, this minefield of trying to make her happy, which ultimately is failing 99% of shit tests, which ultimately means she isn't gonna be happy. So this is why a lot of MGTOW men, aside from all the benefits of just being a bachelor and being alone, a lot of men are like, no, I'm opting out. After the divorce, they're like, never again, because look, you can't win. You can't win because the court system makes it very hard to win. So guys, what can you do? I mean, you could try to, if you're young, like the, the subscriber I read earlier, if you're young, you could try to find a trad path, trad Jew, trad orth, you know, these super religious ones that will adhere to biblical gender norms and adhere to the, the, the biblical understanding of sex. You could do that. You can maintain frame. You could be good in bed. You know, the Eddie Murphy and Raw has that old saying, you know, a woman will tolerate a lot of male shenanigans if the man knows how to get her off really well because there's so few men who know how to do that. I mean, there's that thing. Uh, Just remember, when it comes to shit tests, and you have to choose between the nice guy choice and the asshole choice, you choose the latter. Because in the long run, it evinces masculinity. But it's frustrating. It's really frustrating because most men who've been in marriages for more than 10, 15 years, they're like, "Whoa, whoa. And so you need to understand, women use sex as a tool. Not to say that a lot of them don't like it but they use it as a tool and also to get a woman to want you and lust you and want after go after you it's it's a fundamentally different thing and the last thing is competition anxiety i didn't mention this at the beginning so women are banging you at the beginning because they don't know if you're plate spinning they don't know if you have other women in your life and so especially if you're kind of the sigma alpha kind like oh, i don't i don't want to get married i don't want to have a woman in my life you know i've never met the right woman yet and she's like i'll be the right i'll prove to you plus she thinks that you're banging other dudes then she'll uh really give you a lot of sex but once you cohabit and then certainly once you sign the marriage contract she understands you're her only receptacle for lack of a better word for sex so she's now she's like well he's not plate spinning unless you're super alpha in the marriage you're like woman if you don't put out I'll take my, 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 my financial losses and find another woman. I mean, there are men who are going to say that the whole time. I am the catch. I am the king. I am the catch. Especially if you got her to sign the prenup because you're probably making more money than her. You could just be like, look, if you're not putting out, I'll cut my losses and see you later. That might keep her on her toes. But as a whole, competition anxiety is gone. So she realizes, oh, the, the only sex he can get is through me. And sex is a tool. And now that there's no competition anxiety, she just uses sex when she needs to have sex or when she wants to have sex. And most men aren't going to be what I just told you. Most men aren't going to be like, woman, you need to put out or dot, dot, dot. Most men are not capable of that anymore. And so this is one of the reasons you see all these situations. But ultimately, like death and taxes, the big M, menopause is going to hit them eventually. Eventually. And then it all goes away. Okay, despite we hear 62-year-old women having sex, yeah, I mean, on occasion they'll have sex, but as a whole, it's all going to go away. So then you need to look overall at at the concept of matrimony and ask the question, is it worth it? Is it worth it? And ultimately, you know your thirst, your relationship thirst, you know yourself, you know how many incel tendencies you have, and ultimately you have to make the decision, not me. Guys, the website's naturopathic earth. Post an honest review right now. It takes you two seconds. You don't even have to write anything, but it helps with the analytics and it helps get this message out. We are the most reviewed MGTOW channel out there and I appreciate that. That's only because of you. There's two links in the episode notes. One is for PayPal. If you want to donate $5, $10, I'd appreciate it. Also, there's a link to Naturopathic Earth, my website. Click on that. It takes you to the website. On the right side, you'll see my two books. Click on those pictures. It takes you to Amazon. Anything you buy on Amazon within 24 hours by going through our links, we get a 2% commission at no expense to you. So That's another passive way to help us out. Also, check out all the articles that we have over there. We have tons of recipes, tons of articles. Check that out. If you want some one-on-one coaching, contact me through clarity.fm. Just go to clarity.fm and look me up. Last thing, as I just mentioned, subscribe and post a review for The Awake Man. Check the back catalog. Also, subscribe and post an honest review for the female uh, holistic health apothecary. And check out my personal podcast, the original one, Confessions of an Shad, where we talk about what it's like to grow up in a dysfunctional family with addictions and trauma and how to overcome this. Until next time, take care. Couple.
0: Thank you for listening to the Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at the Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needle. Until next time. Attributed to Nine Inch Nails.